Welcome back, everybody, to the Awaken Project podcast. As always, my name is Stephen Wagner, and I am joined by... The one and only Blake Wright. Hey, hey. yes, sir. I don't think I'm the one or the only. But you are the only one. You are the but uh, one and only you. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's true. Anyways, moving on. There you go. So we're back. We're at it. We're podcasting away. And today, it's just going to be the two of us having a good old conversation about cancel culture. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So... Just kind of some uh, some backstory to this. Stephen was like, "Hey, we should uh, we should talk about cancel culture. What are your thoughts on it?" And I was like, "Dude, I what is cancel culture? I don't even know what it is." So he's like, "Yeah, that's why we should do it. It's a big thing. It is. It's it weird. Is. It's it's a thing that either you're very aware of what it is, or you have mm. no idea what it is." I feel like, yeah, I agree with that. I feel like maybe people who are really in tune and in touch with social media. If I think specifically Twitter. If you're in the Twitterverse, you know exactly yes. what this is. Specifically Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah that's that's where it's the biggest anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's happening everywhere, yeah. but I think Twitter is where it's more mainstream. So yeah. anyways, yeah, Stephen, uh, come on, man. Let's do this thing. Fill us in. What, uh, what yeah, do you yeah. got? Yeah, so the thought behind cancel culture, one, is that it's it's super, super relevant in uh, June of 2020, and it's been relevant before June of 2020. Um, so we're just going to have a conversation today, one, defining what exactly cancel culture is, and then specifically looking at cancel culture uh, within a church context, within uh, the kingdom of God. How do we see Christians being a part of cancel culture? Is it is there anything redeeming about it? Um, there's not a whole lot. We'll just, you know, teaser yeah Um, yeah but then ultimately how do we how do we overcome um this culture of just very quickly uh, just getting people out of lives and not and not supporting one another Mm -hmm. it's a it's a vacuum of grace yeah so so what uh yeah jump into like what's the definition when we're talking about cancel culture um what do we mean because when i when when you first told me i was like does this mean that we're canceling out certain cultures that are around us? You know, taking the literal, yeah. literal definition. Yeah, well, so if you want to look at the word culture first, actually, this is a, if you think of a culture in terms of an environment, this isn't necessarily uh, a group of people per se that we're getting. I mean, this is, it's a group of people, but more so if you, if you relate the word culture to the word environment, then you'll have a better idea of how this phenomena happens. So, um, or is it, I had a good train of thought, I promise. Um, cancel culture, really, really short. Um, you see it a lot with celebrities, Right. Um, If if a certain celebrity says something that is deemed questionable, offensive, uh, whatever, by the the mass general public of people that follow that person, there will then be a cry. Usually, if we see it in Twitter, there's a hashtag just to stop supporting that celebrity's content. So don't read their books. Don't listen to their podcast. Don't listen to their Mm -hmm. music. Start a hashtag. Make sure that we all know that this one person did something or said something that we do not like and they're out, they're gone. Mm -hmm. We cancel them. And literally think of like, I think a lot of people when they use the word cancel, it comes along with like Netflix subscriptions, Hulu subscriptions. You can opt in and then you can really quickly opt out. Right. There's, it's very low commitment. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you like what I'm saying, or it's, it's sorry. If I like what you're saying, all right, yeah, I'll support you. As okay. soon as you say something that I don't like, I'm out. 
That's yeah. it. Done. Right. You know? Um, and so really quickly, just to, to throw this out here too. So we're, again, we're, we're talking from a, a Christian perspective. We both love Jesus here. Um, Hold on. Before we dive into that. I was just going to give a precursor, but anyway, take it. Yeah. Go, go, go. I'm sorry. I interrupted that. But before we dive into that, let's talk about this from a secular standpoint. Okay. We'll finish that first. Okay. Fair. Do that. So go. Yeah. So the Merriam-Webster definition. Uh, do you did you have that? I I have that up my laptop right okay. now. Okay. So what what is that? Because Merriam-Webster is the only real the only dictionary real source. Yes. Forget dictionary.com. Throw that away. Well, so looking through this article. Um, I've got canceling and cancel culture have to do with the removing of support for public figures in response to their objectionable behavior or opinions. This can include boycotts or refusal to promote their work. So that's what that's if you literally Google cancel culture, Merriam-Webster, that is the very first box that shows up. Yeah. So and then I think once you continue on a little bit, it says uh, the term has been credited to black users of Twitter where it has been used as a hashtag. As troubling information comes to light regarding celebrities who were once popular, such as Bill Cosby, Michael Jackson, Roseanne Barr, and Louis C.K., so so come calls to cancel such figures. The cancellation is akin to a canceled... I just accidentally scrolled away. uh, (laughs) Contract a severing of the relationship that once linked a performer to their fans. So, so that's what we're dealing with in a nutshell here. Yeah, and so if you look at the secular side of it, yeah, um, the view is mainly like, hey, we're canceling pop culture, uh, people who are or specific figures in pop culture, yeah, specific, yeah, um, and what they stand for and what they're a part of. Uh, the more that I dove into this, delved, sorry, dove, delved, dove, delved, delved isn't a word. Well, it's a, it, it's a good metaphor. You know, okay. you're literally diving in. I don't know. <laughs> full send. Thanks, send Steven. It. Appreciate it. <laughs> my wife gives me crap because I make up my own words sometimes. Uh, but as I was looking through this, there is uh, there, there were just some interesting articles. So I'm going to read a couple quotes. Um, the idea is that cancel culture gives power to the offended. So Stephen kind of said, like, if, if a celebrity says something that offends you, then, hey, we're going to get on a train and we're going to cancel them. And... The sad part through all the articles that I've read uh, go into how canceling out these celebrities can go as far to hoping that they just don't even exist anymore. Um, It was interesting. There was one article that talked about uh, Taylor Swift, a little bit of fallout. Um, I'm looking for it right here. Um, A different article. But I found an article that talked about some fallout uh, with Taylor Swift um, and when Taylor was actually asked about what it feels like to be canceled, it, I mean, it, it felt, it feels like indirect death threats, you know, that you, like, the people that were once following you in mass now just want to see your career just gone, mm-hmm. done over. And it's really, really hard to keep that professional. Um, I mean, I, I'd have a really hard time keeping that professional. <laughs> right. And also, I mean, considering that a lot of these comments come from a personal realm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how, like taking on taking the person that is canceled like listen i'm not supporting like if there's a if someone makes a comment that is racist or homophobic xenophobic whatever i'm not supporting that comment not mm-hmm. at all i think there's and we'll talk about this a little bit 
uh, more into the episode. There's a big difference between call-out culture, otherwise known as accountability, right. which we've talked about on this podcast before. You should go listen to that episode <laughs> if you haven't. Um, and then cancel culture, which I think is the more, it's, it's the more dangerous, uh, blind approach to accountability. And aggressive. It's like, very aggressive. It's, it's, not, it's not a restorative uh, approach. Nope. It's more of like, hey, one and done, you're out of here. Yeah. Um, so just some celebrities that have faced being canceled. I looked up this list, and you probably you probably have some thoughts when I read these names. Uh, R. Kelly, Kanye, Scarlett Johansson. Don't know why she was on the list. I really didn't hear about that. Um, Kevin Hart, Bill Kevin, Cosby, yeah. Louis C.K., Roseanne Barr, and then more more recently, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, yeah. Uh, Drew Brees is a good recent example. Um, yeah. For yeah, for his comments um, on. You can go look it up. Uh, just mm-hmm. players standing or, or kneeling during the national anthem at, at um, NFL football games. Um, Kevin Hart's actually, he's a good example of, um, he made some tweets that were homophobic, but they were years back. And so right, someone right. dug up those tweets yep. and then exposed him and said, all right, we're going to, we're going to just cancel Kevin Hart. Yep. And came out, Kevin came out with a really big apology trying to mm. make ends meet but for a lot of people that's never it doesn't be, matter it's never enough right actually and i i read that uh this was this was part of the article actually about drew Brees. it says breeze had two apologies for some they are unhappy with his apology and they want his career to be over and they want it to be done forever um one of the one of the articles actually said that people were going to get their pitchforks and uh in their uh, torches, and they were they were headed for literal, yeah, not figurative, right? Wherever he's at, so yeah. it's an aggressive thing, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know why. On well, I guess I can see why you it's it is giving a voice to the offended, but um, and so, for some people, you know, you think that online content, uh, or they think that online content just doesn't matter. Right now, though, truthfully, online content matters more than it ever has ever in the mm-hmm. past. Yeah. Um, I didn't, like, when I was younger, like, teachers would tell me that and mentors and advisors, whatever. They'd be like, hey, be careful what you post because somebody's going to look at that someday. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to post whatever I want. I remember many, many years ago I went through and deleted a bunch of stuff off Facebook. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't even bad. I mean, don't think that I was like, I don't know killing bunnies or something <laughs> like don't, don't think that Blake i was the torturing them uh it, it wasn't anything like that but i just didn't want to uh i wanted to paint myself in a you know more professional light once i once i grew up um so anyways on the secular side of things though uh this almost seems normal i would say like well, it's, it's not something that is uh that would be totally looked down on it's become common practice right. in a lot of circles. Yes. Yeah. And I think, as, so just to really quickly uh, get ourselves moving in a, a direction here for the episode, um, we're not here to gossip about a bunch right. of people. That's not the goal of this episode. We're not here uh, to necessarily support cancel culture. We're also we're also not here to dog on it. We're here to hopefully give as, as clear-cut a, a perspective as we can, and this is now getting into the 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 Christian side of things that we can have a high quality Jesus perspective on this um, that ultimately is bringing a little bit of hope and not just us you know railing on this for forty minutes or however long this episode winds up being 
Um, so with that being said, we'll, we'll transition now a little bit here. Um, this is what I was going to say before, but good call talking about um, some, excuse me, secular stuff here, Blake. Just to put this out here for everyone that's listening, and if, and if this is the thought is in the back of your head, we're just going to ver- vocalize it now. The church itself, the body of Christ, faithful people that identify with the figure of Jesus Christ are guilty of cancel culture, and they have been guilty, or have been guilty, <gasps> emphasis right, of cancel culture. Oh my goodness. Are some of our listeners may be offended by that. Well, too bad. Fair. I I say that with hopefully a little bit I'm I'm not gonna use well, I should say use the word love. <laughs> I think that I don't think that's a statement that I hopefully would be considered offensive. If anything, it's a yeah, we're all guilty of this. Mm, mm-hmm. You know? And and that's I mean, that's central to yeah. the Christian me- the Christian message is that none of us are perfect. None of us live up to the expectations of, right, of right. perfection. So let's just get that out in the air in yeah. the open right now. All right. Um, the big question that we're going to start a discussion with, um, and then we'll, we'll see what avenues we, we go into. Um, but the question itself is why do large groups of faith condemn with such confidence? What, so why do these massive gatherings of people, particularly in this case, we're going to be talking about Christians here. They condemn whether that's a person or um, another culture or what have you. And they are so confident that their condemnation is spot on. Right. Mm. So Blake, I'll let you take the first whack at that. Oh my goodness. Can you just say the question again? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The question in itself, uh, again, why do large groups of faith condemn with such confidence. Shoot, I think this goes back to church history, man. Spit, go I mean, for it. I think this goes back Come to... Come on, Concordia University, Ann Arbor. Let's <laughs> yeah, see that degree. Geez. Man, I, I should have brushed up on the textbooks. <laughs> um, no, man, when you look at the church, I mean, back in the day, everybody was seeking so much power. And I think there was there was a lot of control with, uh, you know, just the, the Roman Catholic Church um, with the word, using the word of God, you know? And I think that that brought a level to f- of fear to people. Um, and when you look at, at least for me anyways, when I look at the historical church, like way back in the day, um, it's hard for me to see hope. Um, and sadly, I think in some, some forms of Christianity, that, that's still the same thing. It's more about control and power versus hope, grace, love, and um, acceptance. Um, so... I think, yeah, I, I think that we do it without knowing, um, truthfully, mainly because I think that that's what our past has taught us to do. Hmm. Um, now, I think there's there's kind of a catch as I'm as I'm talking. There's a difference between conviction and uh, cancellation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in my mind, like conviction, you know, if if you're a believer. Of, of Jesus and you're somebody that, that follows him, I'm going to, that's the call out culture, right? I'm going to challenge you and, and push you to be better and to look at the ways that um, Jesus is calling us to live and follow him versus like, you know, cancel is I'm done with you. I see the sin it's, that you're doing and I'm not even going to deal with you. I'm not going to have a conversation. I'm not going to touch that topic with you. I'm not going to go there. 
you're done, you're, I, you're, dis- you're dead to me. You're disposing you know? of people. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the difference. But and and I hate to blame blame it on the the past history, but that's what I I truthfully think that history does carry itself, and some people just don't know how to you know deal with it. And yeah, well, and we and think about this too. So, um, I was listening to a sermon by Tim Keller on the drive up here to Michigan. And um, he was talking about this, this concept of truth claims. And it, it, it was actually coming out of this, this sermon on um, exclusivity. How can Christianity claim to be the one true religion? And ultimately, he had this point that everybody has truth claims because kind of like what you just said, Blake, that we are all seeking some type of power. And that truth claims themselves are power trips. In order to gain power... One way of doing that is claiming that you have the truth for something. And when you look at Christianity, there are a ton of truth claims. I mean, that's that's what Jesus is. He is what we believe to be the ultimate truth. That's a massive truth claim, right? And so you then take that and you put it into this group of people, right? You take a perfect God manifested in flesh, and then you put it into a bunch of broken sinners that struggle with pride and power control themselves, you give them this supposed ultimate truth, and then they put themselves on a pedestal. They put themselves above others, Mm. right? And so, and that's kind of what goes back to the beginning of this question, because they condemn with such confidence because they believe that they have the truth. And although, I mean, yes, I think that's a a belief that we share, that we, we do know this truth and that is Jesus, but that does not give us any kind of platform to then condemn willy nilly and shoot people down, cancel them. I mean, that just, that takes grace and throws it right out the window. Right. You know? And I think, uh, yeah, I just, just for the sake of this podcast, I'm not going to go there about the groups that you can probably think of that the church would condemn and throw out. Um, I think we'll have a future podcast with that conversation because there's just so much to unpack there. Um, But I feel as if the church is also learning. Um, I I feel like... I sure hope we're learning. (laughs) Right, right. So not to say like, hey, this is is where where we're at. And so the reason I say I think the church is learning and I think that there's hope is uh, I found an article. This is a recent article of... Uh, Pastor Chris Hodges, he's the pastor of Church of the Highlands down in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, there were some political tweets or something that was posted by somebody else, and Pastor Chris Hodges went and liked the tweet, and uh, and people took notice because he's this megachurch pastor, right? And uh, <laughs> man, so it wasn't popular, it, it, you know, the, the post wasn't a popular opinion, and right away, people grabbed their pitchforks and started charging for Church of the Highlands, um, which is really sad. And actually, kind of the repercussions um, was the schools that they had their church plants in actually kicked them out. Hmm. And so, the, like, the church suffered, yes. Chris Hodges suffered. But in this process... He actually said, you know, as a senior pastor and as the church, they're like, okay, cool. I understand, like, if that's what you want to do, I, you know, I apologize for, for what I'm, you know, the, liking that tweet or whatever it was, whatever the post was. Mm. 
but just know that we're we're still gonna you know give you guys funding like we're still gonna pay just as if we were renting because um, they weren't there for free yeah so we're still gonna give you that money we're still gonna serve the community and we're going to um, do the best that we can to still be a presence in this place yeah dude guess what happened I I don't know the <laughs> board of education for that school rejected it they said hey we don't want your money and we don't want you to come and serve this community we want you to be completely out of here like so and this is all stemming from liking one tweet yes liking one post so in my mind i'm like how petty you know seriously how yeah. petty and chris hodges in the church in church of the highlands is trying to make it right and they they apologize but here's the thing in cancel culture redemption is not an option the only thing that's an option is to make sure that you can make that person go away, bury them, you know, whatever, six feet in the ground or yep. in the topic and and not even think twice about it. So not only did Church of the Highlands suffer and they have to find another school to be a part of, but the community that they served suffered. suffered. Yep. And the people, like, they, they gave all, you know, they fed the community, they... I'm sure they did a bunch of stuff, you know, what churches do, but um, they handed out masks, blood drives, et cetera, in the school because of what happened um, is now rejecting any of that stuff, uh, and they don't want any gifts from Church of the Highlands. Yeah, and something to point out, too, and this, so the only person that really should have experienced any kind of backlash or feedback, whatever word you want to use to, you know, describe that communication process should have been Chris Hodges. Right. 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 But now you see this slew of the domino effect affecting thousands upon thousands of people that had mm-hmm. nothing to do with this. Yeah. And I think that's it's it's almost like, you know, I can think of I don't know, times when I was a little kid and I, you know, I'd just, I'd be swinging like a baseball bat or a pillow, you know, around the house and just blindly whacking stuff. And then all of a sudden you just take out mom's favorite vase and, you know, (laughs) and it just like, you know, it wasn't necessarily intentional, but because there's no control over your actions, then all these unintended consequences pop up. And I'm not saying that, that this is a case with every single bit of cancel culture, but I, I would be floored if, if what we're talking about here with Chris Hodges is the only case mm, of that. Right. You know? Right. And I think here's the thing. Chris Hodges, if you ever listen to this, just know that I support you and I think you did the right thing. He apologized for liking the the comment or the tweet and he still said, you know what? I'm still going to show who Jesus is through all this and I'm still going to give to that school and I want to serve that community. It's okay if we don't worship there anymore. We have the means to help this school, so we're going to do it. Yeah. So that's what I'm that's what I mean when I say like I think the church is learning. So here's something that I really I'm still trying to figure out completely when it comes to cancel culture is that it does come from a place of wanting to be inclusive, wanting to be uh, accepting of everyone. And yet, the only way that I, I, a lot, all of us, I'll put all of us, honestly, in this pot, none of us know everything. Can you agree with that, Blake? Okay, everyone no. except for you. Everyone except for you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, come on. Yes, I agree with you. Um, we all have things to learn, which means that we're all going to come across uh, conversations. We're all going to come, come across people either that don't have information that we have or they haven't heard a perspective that we have heard and so in order to have these conversations that allow for these more these inclusive spaces that we're able to be better accepting right of the people around us um that we're going to have um, we're going to need to be 
extending grace. We're going to need to be practicing, you know, redemption. And ultimately, um, what Blake just mentioned with, um, with this lack of redemption, like where do these people go? You know, um, we cancel all these people, right? All these celebrities that they just get tossed out. And then what, what do we do? How do we, do we try and, you know, help them out? Do we try and actually walk with them to show them if they really did say something that was just completely out of line? How do you bring them back into, you know, the, I guess the, the, mainstream society or the, the majority I don't even know what what the I guess the, the correct vernacular would be for that um, but if you're anyone that says you know every single human being on the face of this earth has worth has um, inherent value that's great stuff and that's exactly what you know what God says about all of us that we all created in his image and we all have we all have his stamp his mark on us, right? And so how do we bring these people back in? And if your answer is just get rid of them and then it's somebody else's problem, well, no one's ever going to pick up that. There, no one's ever going to pick up that person if your entire culture is just about get them out, get them out, get them out. And then eventually who's who's going to be left to standing? We all fall short. We all are broken. And so at what point do you draw a line and say, are these people, they got it good enough, they got it figured out, and these people not so much. Right, know? right. And I think too... Um, Something, something that's really good to remember too is like, man, where others, you know, are are falling. That's like or struggling or whatever. If you see something that you disagree with, or um, they they spit in your face, man. When you look at Jesus, that that was the life he lived. And so, what Literally did he do? Up he, until the last moment of his life, right. he's still getting stabbed and spat on and screamed at. Right. Yeah. So, but yet he he found forgiveness in his heart and he, he sought redemption. So, um, yeah, I, I think for us as Christians, what we need to remember is, you know, where others seek to cancel, we're called to forgive and serve. Yeah. You know, we are called to forgive and serve. So I, now this is, this is in your world. Think of the one person that has been rejected and, and hurt and maybe is saying things that are unpopular in your community or in your or friend circle, who is that one person that you need to reach out to and offer for, maybe you need to offer forgiveness, but think about how you can serve them and become an influence in their life. And instead of canceling them and saying, hey, I don't want to deal with that because, you know, they offend me, um, saying, hey, I'm going to grow some thick skin and I'm going to, you know, kind of make sure that I got all the ammo in my bag that I need and I'm going to be strong with this and I'm going to go and I'm going to show the love of Jesus to that person and I'm going to extend grace and I'm going to serve that person the best that I can, even though everybody else has canceled them out. Mm -hmm. You know, what, think of, think of that person and then do it. Like just yeah. do it. I, here's the thing. I have to do this in my own life and uh, I've done it, you know, I've done it without thinking about it before. But now that I understand what cancel culture is, I really need to go back to the drawing board and see, you know, who's in my friend circle that I need to do this exact same thing to. So I, that's my encouragement. Step out and offer forgiveness and, and serve that person. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but it'll be rewarding. Yep. And uh, if we if we truly trust the presence of the spirit, the spirit's going to lead you. It's going to guide you. 
and yep. it's gonna you know come and, and soften the heart of that person that you're yep. you're hanging with. And just one more thing to add to, um, God Himself does not need to be defended. Um, I feel like a lot of people they have this idea that they need to uh, defend the faith, and that translates as defend God. Like He's fine. He's doing just fine with you know without have us needing to come in and and you know guns ablaze and all that. Right. Um, ultimately, you are trying to be the best representative of Jesus Christ possible, mm-hmm. and part of that means that you're going to have to check yourself right at the door, whatever you know, whatever baggage you got coming in, um, and picking up your cross and carrying it too, you know. And that's something that you know I need to make sure that I do. That's I, I've talked about this before on the show before. Uh, but I have struggled with pride for a long time. And so for me, that's, you know, I can't come in believing that I've already won an argument or that I'm even arguing in the first place, but rather that I'm simply just, you know, laying myself down saying, Hey, here's, here's what I'm at. Here's what I believe. I'm certainly open to new information. I just, I just want to have, you know, a healthy conversation. Right. And again, like if you're still sitting here thinking like, man, you guys are just giving all these people free passes. Like, no, we're not. Mm. If, again, if anyone says something that truly is troublesome, like we need to make sure that we call it out. There's accountability. But this idea of just leaving people for dead, that's how is that productive? In the long right. run, how does that actually help us move forward? Um, that's a that's a rhetorical question. I hope that, <laughs> <laughs> that we yeah. all can we can sit with that one for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's my I guess last last thought that I wanted to, to get in there. Yeah. So, um, so just a couple of things that I, I read that thought were, that I thought were interesting. Uh, these are more so just like statements. And then I want to read, this one's pretty hefty. Um, so, but I think it's really good. Um, it's just about Christians in the cancel culture. Uh, but cancel culture is the weaponized weaponization of social media. Uh, social media can make us exceptionally bad stewards of our anger. Ooh. 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 Who's been there? Who's done that? Subtweet. Yeah. What? Yeah. Man, if here's my encouragement to those of you that throw your baggage out on social media. I will pray for you. I promise. <laughs> when I see it, I will pray for you. But please, instead of posting it publicly to humiliate or uh, maybe hu- humiliate somebody else or... Uh, just because you want, I don't know, want sympathy. That sounds really bad and harsh, and I'm sorry. Please just shoot me a message instead if you're friends with me on Facebook. I would love to talk to you and and walk through that with you. Um, It gets really bad when you start unleashing your anger on your newsfeed. I'm just going to say that. People get into your drama, and then they're interested, and then they love it, and then that kind of shows you in a weird light. Anyways, okay, rant over. <laughs> but that's that's a really good that's a really good uh, little bit. Social media can make us exceptionally bad stewards of our anger. Um, and we did a stewardship series. As we did well. do a We should have uh, done something with anger and like emotions. Man, that we're learning. So we're learning. We uh, we talked about that in previous episode. That we're we're still learning here. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So so. And then uh, President Obama. Uh, this is a couple quotes from him. Cancel well, culture. Past what? president. Obama. Yes, yes, yes. Past president. As the uh, Michael Jordan documentary would say, Chicago resident Obama. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cancel culture is both easy and ineffective at bringing lasting change. 
So, and then he continues uh, saying that that's not activism. That's not bringing about change. If all you're doing is casting stones, you're probably not going to get that far. That's easy to do. And yeah. that triggered a thought in me. Cancel culture is so flipping easy. Mm-hmm. We love the easy things, man. Yeah. We hate the hard things. And cancel culture is so easy because you just put an X on it. It's done. Yep. And so really quick, um, yeah. If for whatever reason, um, if us mentioning uh, President Obama is a trigger for you, uh, we just we kindly encourage you to go check out uh, that content. It's one of the first links that that pops up on a Google search yeah. uh, for cancel culture and Obama. Um, please go make your own opinion on that. However, we, we are saying that. Uh, those words in and of itself, we're not advocating for the guy as a whole, but right, right. we're advocating for those words of his that it makes sense. Yeah. So if you've canceled cultured Obama, I uh, encourage you to take the X off and go and check that out. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I kind of wanted to end with. Go and, for it. And I don't you. know if you read this, Stephen, but this is a uh, this is an article by Jason Thacker. No I'm, idea. Who I'm Jason looking at is. it right now, and I I don't know if I got to this one. Okay. Uh, January 27th, 2020. So recent. Yes, it's recent, and it's from uh, the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. Ooh. SBC. Ooh. SBC. SBC. Okay. Which they've been making the news lately, by the way. Um, won't get into that. <laughs> uh, it's in a good way, actually. It's in a really, really positive way. If you're curious about that, just go Google uh, the SBC. Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. And uh, and you'll read up. You'll be, pum- you'll be pumped. Um, some of you might go Baptist after reading that. <laughs> just saying. Uh, okay. So he writes this. This cultural phenomenon reveals the deep longing for power and control that each of us has, as well as the lack of honest dialogue in our society that can strengthen our own understanding in the face of dissenting views. We would rather lord our perceived superiority and intellect over our neighbor rather than love him by giving him the respect he deserves as an image bearer of God. And in quotes, Matthew 22, verses 37 to 39. As Christians, we are called to push back against the culture and to stand up for the dignity and rights of our neighbors, especially those with whom we disagree as we seek to persuade them of the truth of God's word. But scripture speaks of the Christian, not as the proud person who exploits power for his own gain, but rather as one who imitates Christ, who willingly laid down his life on the cross for his enemies. 1 John 3.16, the Bible teaches us that the humility and the ability to be quick to hear, slow to speak, James 1.19, should be the foundational characteristic characteristics of a redeemed individual, Colossians 3.12. In a broken society marred by sin, we are all naturally drawn to power, especially the power of, quote-unquote, canceling someone because it makes us feel as though we are in control. But instead of seeking power, we are called to live under the reign and rule of God alone, recognizing that each of us falls short of his glory. Our pursuit should be one of laying down our pride, power, and person. We are each corrupt and broken, Romans 3.23, and are called to submit to God alone. Dang, what a word. Shout out to Jason Thacker, man, for some fantastic words. Right on. Shout out to you, brother. That was, was, yeah, so that was pretty beefy. Yeah. 
and it was a lot and it's a lot to hear and it's a you know some of you might it might make you uncomfortable um and i hope it does actually because when you're uncomfortable you're challenged so i just think that this is the hope of the church when it comes to cancel culture i think this is the the movement that we need to see within the capital c church we need to see loving and acceptance and um just recognizing that you know we are all broken people newsflash spoiler alert people that work in churches are broken people too um mind-blowing but yeah 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 and i'm not i'm not saying that so if you're a church worker listening to this or if you're just a congregation member don't go to your pastor and be like ha you sturdy you you suck suck too I mean, it depends on how you know, how well you know your pastor, but I wouldn't do that. But it's true. (laughs) We're all broken people and we all need Jesus. And so my hope for the church is that cancel culture wouldn't even be tagged to the label of the church in the future. Rather, the word, you know, redemption culture is something that's known, seen, and heard. Yeah. Yeah. For a lot of people, the word redemption too, it's a, it's a churchy word, um, but it's also, I think it's also a really good completion word, you know, mm. that's where, as for a lot of the hurts and, and, and hangups that we have got going on right now, redemption is the only way that we're going to see the healing that all of us long for, and right. all the little cavities that are in us that desire redemption, we're, we're still trying to figure out, some of us are still trying to figure out how to articulate it, but for we're sure, getting, we're getting there. Jesus, yeah. Jesus is still on the throne, so we're still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think uh, think it's time to Blake. I think it's time to wrap up here. Yeah. So, all right. If you uh, if you have not yet followed us on Instagram or liked us on Facebook, uh, feel free to do so. We would love to connect with you on those social media fronts. Um, if you'd like to do something more formal with us, feel free to shoot us an email at theawakenproject.us at gmail.com. Um, we would love to be walking with you in any way that we can. Um, if you have any prayer requests, certainly we would love to have those. We actually we have a prayer team. We have we do we have a wonderful group of individuals. Yeah. Um, that pray for the Awaken Project on a uh, weekly basis, and we would love to have your petitions be a part of what we do as a team. Um, so, if that's something you're interested in, certainly shoot those over to one of us, and we'll get you. We'll get you prayed for. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> well, hey, this has been fun. It's it's fun podcasting with you in person. I know, right? It's Man, different. It's different, but it's a good different. It is. It is. I don't see uh, your little Spain studio. My little Spain studio. Yeah, my yeah. my dresser and my my attic. Yeah, Yeah. I miss it, but it's good Mm, to be here. I'm sure. Yeah. All right, man. Well, cool. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Also, go check out a couple of the podcasts that are in our network uh, from An Open House and also The 72 Project. Great podcasts. Great. Actually, it's called The 72 CLBI. Okay. That's what you search to find it. But Sorry, not The 72 Project. Just got it in my my head. Uh, Yeah, go check it out. And uh, yeah, with that, I'm Blake. And I'm Steven, and this has been the Awaken the Project podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.